a special message from this month's presenting sponsor. Learn about Baltimore's rich industrial legacy through working galleries that explore the history of the Bethlehem steel mill, an antique print shop, a garment loft, and more at the Baltimore Museum of Industry. The BMI, hours and information at thebmi.org. Also, use the code TRUTH50, that is TRUTH50, it's my special code, and get 50% off of admission at the front desk or use it when purchasing the tickets online. So please visit thebmi.org and make that trip today. Welcome to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, the incomparable Rob Lee. I get myself a new superlative. Uh, today, I have the privilege of uh, interviewing the, uh, just the driving force of the, the everything, really, I'll say, of a BIPOC-owned high-end streetwear brand focused on uh, sustainability and hand craftsmanship. We're talking Rouse Laboratories. Please welcome Rodney Salvador. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, thank you for having me. What up, what up, Baltimore? What up, the world? <laughs> we love it. We love it. We're out here. So um, where, do, where do I start? Like, one, I, as I'm seeing you wearing one of your pieces right now, oh, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm envious. I'm envious. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got the proper sizing. It's, it's just, I'm just in here yeah. lowly Carhartt. Yo, shout out to my dudes. Uh, <laughs> playground printing out here. I would have to check that out. I need yeah. some shirts done. So tell me about... So I gave that that really high view, literally the copy and paste intro, but you you break it down. How would you describe really what you do, what your brand is about, mission, all of that good stuff? So my brand name is Rouse Laboratories. Rouse is the Dutch word for giant. And me, I'm 6'4", I'm towering up here. I see bruh from across the table yo imagine just like right now wherever you at just two big ass dudes in a room with tiny tables like real small ones and our chairs yo ninja status we're on our tippy toes but a small bottles of water by the way <laughs> so Rao's giant I, I think it's a more of a persona it's a mind state um, I also just adapted it to me because my name is Rodney. Mm -hmm. So the R had to be prevalent and all my brothers are R's. Mm -hmm. So I needed to make sure that I tied in the moniker and just going from there, Rouse just seemed to be the all driving power of where we are as, as people, as creatives. So that was the first part. And then laboratories, because I don't want to limit myself to, to just creating one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that each one of my pieces that I create is a dynamic piece. It, it, it has function. It also has fashion, but most importantly, it focuses on the art. Um, and all that wraps around into sustainability because the phonemic way that you see Raus is R-E-U-S. So it's like reuse mm -hmm. and it's reusable, sustainable. Uh, I grab vintage, I flip it through my process and then I bring it back with, with, yeah, just all of it. Yeah. And, and so, so really, I guess early on, 
what piqued your, your interest when it comes to like clothing overall, right? Like if that's one piece of it, because it's it's much more than that. I don't want to you know pigeonhole you, but what you, what piqued your interest in there in that area? And I've heard and I've interviewed more folks when they talk about sustainability when it comes to like fashion and, and things of that nature. What piqued your interest initially in clothing, and then what piqued your interest in this kind of response to not going after fast fashion? Because that's ultimately what I'm hearing a lot of: avoid fast fashion, yeah, buy stuff quality stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the thing about my brand that the reason why I decided to go into clothing was actually to to make it a bit more connective to people. And I speak about that because originally I got my my start in a collective in the Low East Side. And I was actually creating art pieces with just reclaimed textiles. Mm -hmm. So I was just a visual artist. And I would just create these like large scales, neo-expressionist like art pieces. And I would do um, like cut out graphics and people would look at it and they would be like, damn, that's dope. But it's like. But they just couldn't grasp it because, yo, this would look great on clothes. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the response that everybody continued to, to give me. And I understood that to make it salient to people and how I can continuously give a message mm -hmm. and actually bring something artistic to the table is if I still bring that same mindset from what I create you know, murals or, 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 or fragmented pieces, Basquiat's. I take that approach to making clothing. So every time you see it, it might be perceived as like flashy or whatnot, but it has a story within it. Mm -hmm. Everything has, it has meaning. So, yeah, that's that. I think that's, that's big. Like being able to see, all right, you know, this is something I was doing. How do I still take what that approach is? being focused in quality, being focused in doing something that's an artistic expression that has some intentionality to it. How do I maybe transfer the medium in which that or transfer that being the vehicle? Like how do I move from so I I'll I'll apply it to kind of like how I do my stuff. I I love uncovering things, learning new things, right? And I like to share said new things. Tight. The podcast is my way of doing that. Lit. It's not sitting there like, hey, did you know this thing? You know, I can't talk to everyone, right? Yeah. But if they don't know you, Rodney, it's like, oh, let me have a conversation with you and help you, you know, put your story out there of what you go about. Now people, now more people, probably three more, I don't know, know about <laughs> what, you're, what you're doing. I have three Thank listeners. you, you three. <laughs> it's about y'all. So, hmm. <laughs> so in terms of uh, traits, what what are what's one I think in, in your career as you've you've progressed and kind of growing growing out your brand, growing out what you're doing and your, your your footprint and you being a known a known folk, known person. Um in terms of like traits, what are what's one thing that you had to change about like how you like collaborate, how you go about business, how what whatever as it pertains to, you know, your your brand. What's one thing that you had to change and what's one thing that you've like developed by like being because when we're entrepreneurs, when we're doing these different things, we do a lot. So what is one thing that you have to learn about yourself that you're like, you know, what? I need to change. I need to do this differently. And what was something that you developed? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at this. Mm -hmm. I think that. Over all things, um, I think the one thing that stops us is fear. 
Mm-hmm. And I think in inside of us, whenever we approach a, a situation or whatever it may be, our art form or anything, it's 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 really to acknowledge it mm-hmm. and to just kind of like give it a name. And it's like the the process of like naming to tame it. So if you get that emotional feeling or this, you know, it's either meditation or or or, or just prepping yourself. And I basically just like get myself over that hump to just do the process, but I'll see pieces and what will end up happening is that like the trait that I used to find myself into was I would go about it with just mixing colored stones and, and, and trying to put together all these different pieces. You end up finding yourself in a mess instead of just like grabbing the piece and letting it speak to you. Mm-hmm. So I started to like really form my process. And then like in regards to collaboration, um, the, this, the drop for this piece right here is from the black Everest project that I did with, uh, with a homie Yuri, Yuri Meow, uh, really dope human, check him out, doing amazing things over there under armor. And actually I learned a lot from that situation because usually my process is singular. Mm-hmm. So the processes, the things that I change are usually on how I approach myself to get the voice out yeah. and then dealing with him. It was just like a, a fl- I realized how much communication you have to give and like transparency. So a lot of it was just like back and forth communication. He had questions. I had answers. I didn't hold him to like a gentleness or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just a straightforward. This is what I need. Okay, cool. And we just literally passed the ball back and forth. And, um, it was really fluid. And I think that, that, being able to be that accessible was one thing that I had to learn because I'm not really like that with my own process. I'm like, this is for me. This is in the the inner art. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that, and as this has grown out and you, you see the output, you see it, uh, as this has grown out, like it's really a one man thing. And granted, you know, the, everybody's process is different and what, that how they put out their work, whatever it is. Right. And being able to get past the hump of like, I was doing like 10 years of podcasts in my own little hub, two to three people. I know this is who I rock with. I know what I'm getting from them. And then bringing in people um, for, for interviews and like this person can be a wild card. This person can be all over the place. This person can be terrible and you, or, or driven. It's like, this is not going to be entertaining or this is not going to be interesting. Mm. And it's kind of like, all right, what from my side I can do. And also out of necessity, I'm, I guess I'm a shy extrovert. Mm. Like I, I, I guess that's what it is. Right. Yeah. And I find that I can have a conversation. I can kind of get myself over in the first few minutes in a conversation with mm-hmm. someone, which is a skill I didn't know I had. Mm. It's just like to be relatable quickly mm. and it'd be authentic too. Cause I don't want to, you know, put out something famous. Like here's this representative. I had to get rid yeah. of that a long time ago. Yeah, it's interesting how 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 your process and your and again your your you have to take stock in self whenever mm-hmm. you're approaching uh, these year markers and seeing what you want to do differently. And you know, I'm I'm kind of heading into the first quarter of like out, like out here in Baltimore. One of the dopest things that I found when I moved here was um the flea market scene. 
Mm-hmm. And that's actually like how a lot of my pieces started getting out there to people. Um, I usually would do um, Saturdays at the Be More Flea over there at um, Broadway Market. And I would just bring out new I work. How, I don't know how I didn't see you over there. I'm in that neck of the woods. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like literally the, the best way that I can get this out to the people. And it goes quickly. Yeah. Baltimore has been uh, definitely doing your boy good. But uh, uh, the thing is about like showing yourself and getting yourself plugged in and then taking stock of that. And then the other thing is like now transitioning to like more clean package drops, mm-hmm. doing like collaborations with other people on graphic work and then and, and really creating an experience yeah. with each each drop. That takes more work. That takes more process. That takes that takes going back to the moment of drawing and like literally getting yourself your artwork, like the things that 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 are going to speak to you that actually draw and and create the pieces that speak for it. And this is that's like where where I'm transitioning to. A lot of the stuff was sourced, and I have fabric and things that I want to create that are all, all my one offs. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of taking the the older fabric and the cloths and making my own gear this time. Yeah. Instead of manufacturing or getting like sweaters and everything done, mm-hmm. I'm going for broke and I'm gonna break out my own pants, my own line, all of this other goodness. We can get like a size forty thirty four, right? I be, got you. Be I got you. I told you, man. My brand is called Giant for a reason. I, I cater to everybody. I like to go from the uh, the small tiny giant to the. It's like it's like uh, Attack on Titan. How you get those little baby ones, the baby giants? I, like, oh. I got stuff for them, and then I got stuff for like the Beast Titan. Yeah, just, <laughs> um, I call one of my friends a Titan too, which is really funny. Uh, so I, I, before I leave this, so you're you came from 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 NY, right? Came from New York. I recently just uh, moved here from uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, it was it was wild, wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all man. of that goodness. Park sloping it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I lived in Crown Heights. Oh, it was beautiful, yo, to just like enjoy the summertime out there and just like cross over to Best Eye. I think honestly, I don't, I don't think if you could, if you could go back, there was pieces of it that I, I, I loved, but I was ready. Yeah, I was I, there for ten years. I, I was told I'm, 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 I'm an LES dude without being an LES dude. Word. <laughs> I think, I think you definitely have some, some, some flavors with it because you, you got the dress shoes, but then the Carhartt and then the like the mix and then the glasses. Like these are wild yeah. Doc Martens too. Yeah. See, my man got the attaché somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, just like coming through, like that. That's that's definitely LES swag. I was I was having wearing like ridiculous bandanas as ascots the last few weeks. Boom! <laughs> man, it's about just to, like I have it. Teleport into Williamsburg real quick. Stop! As soon as he put the ascot into it, boom! I just walk out of a Shake Shack. <laughs> Yo, that's that's like a version of the uh, what is it? The TARDIS. <laughs> Oh my gosh! At this point, I don't even know. <laughs> New York was changing so much that, like, when I when I originally got there, yeah. it was it was grittier, and I think that it also had like a like a a, a real honest vibe with it. And so, I think that like the changes of how crazy it's been after the pandemic that really got it. So what was that shift? So where, where what was the stop before for New York? Tell me, give me that traje- trajectory. 
Oh, I'm originally from Lynn, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a town north of of Boston. Yeah. They're shopping it now is like an ocean town. Mm. But it yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gentrification. <laughs> it's the rainbow popping. Exactly. <laughs> so like Lynn Lynn is north of Boston and it's cold. Yeah, I've I've been to Boston. I was at not even Boston. I was in Marlboro, Massachusetts. Wow. For uh, some focus group, it was freezing. Yeah, was it, like, yeah it's icy. Let's do something different. Mm-mm. I'm 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 done with that. Um, <laughs> I think that that Boston was. I was there at a beautiful time. I actually met Yuri in Boston, mm-hmm. and we became homies. Just like living life. I lived a, a good few years over there, like yeah. in the, the, the blog era, yeah. <laughs> the blog era was ill in Boston. Cause you had, you had cast like Bodega was really starting to like get on and they were coming with heat. Yeah, yeah. They were coming with heat. And then concepts was still in Harvard square. So like cats came out yeah. and, and it created community and then like dunk exchanges. It was amazing. Yeah. And then the homies had a shop had called technical and that was on newberry so we started doing art shows and stuff over there and it was really dope and sometimes like like i i have the my approach because i always like kind of romanticize like that like being around it like there's a certain era of you can see people who are in the French who are doing this DIY thing. Like, I film my own music video, figuring this out. I'm hanging out with the skate kids, the artists, the designers before they actually pop. You can still see, like, there's bags under their eyes. Motherfuckers yeah. are struggling, right? And you, you, you see it. And you're like, wow, wow, this is really cool. And then I realized I'm older than y'all and I actually have a 401k. <laughs> and and, and it's, a, it's a thing. It's like I romanticize it and, and want to be around it because... There's the spirit of a wild man in there, yeah. but also it's like, I got, I got a responsibility. I got a house. I got, I got, I got things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Y'all built differently out here in Baltimore. Y'all think about different stuff, but I, it was, it was an interesting time of life. I think it was just like a young man trying to figure his, his, it out. Yeah. Cause Boston, Boston's a weird place, yo. Cause you got pockets of, of dope humans mm-hmm. and then just some random stuff that's going on there and a lot, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever I'd plug into different places or like over there at Bodega, I would meet ill homies. Yeah. So you like to hear it. Um, so this, this is a question I had, you talked about the, the flea market a little bit or have you. Um, so tell me about like thrifting and like, do you have a philosophy in finding like, I get essentially good stuff. Like you're going mm-hmm. there at one point, you know, you were maybe in part sourcing like certain pieces of material that you were going to use and like, I'm going to do this better, but how do you know what has quote unquote good bones? So it's funny. The, the, the way I used to do it in New York, I would have my first couple of days, Monday, Tuesday, I would just be hitting the streets and I have to thrift. I'd have to hit each place. So like one, I'd, I'd spend my whole day in Brooklyn and I'd go from like lower parts. I go to all the way down to like red hook, creep all the way up and ride up to Williamsburg. And then if I can, I try to hit past Greenpoint and even go up to, to try to hit the edge of Queens mm-hmm. all in a day. And then the next day I'd hit Manhattan, just boom, the whole island. I, I'll just try to go around and look for stuff. Um, and That's then really I think interesting. I would look for, I would look for actually like, <laughs> instead of being like 
looking for Carhartt or crazy things like that. I actually would look for like those real weird one-offs that like, it's weird because like now bell bottoms and stuff are coming into style. Yeah. I was just grabbing pieces like that, just like weird polyester <laughs> all over print joints and being like, you know what? This is fucking dope. If I add, if I add some canvas to it, mm-hmm. some texture to it, and then some chain stitch, boom, I create a really dope piece. So like sourcing out there was it was like a, a process. It was a couple day process or you'd have your spots obviously going through. Um, but out here, I, I'm actually like plugged into a really dope crew like mm-hmm. of people's and like the love out here from the vintage community is really sick. So like people are out here making a living by just like going out and hitting the bins and picking and recycling that good stuff. Mm. So I just connected myself close to them, especially since I'm meeting them at the be more giant. So mm-hmm. I just pay that dude and it, it creates this like cyclical, just blessing yeah. around. So like I grab something from you, then they're looking out for stuff for me too. So like I plug in with, with good people's like Skybox, like picking vintage, like a lot of, yo, know, man, flavor, vintage flavor, all these cats out here on the gram, yeah. they just like, they do their shit. They do their research. So like you're getting top quality stuff, little preem, yeah. but you know, got to pay to play. One of the things, like I, I remember I did this interview, uh, it's, it's the homie, um, I think Jerome Shanky or have you, uh, he does the, uh, hats or what have you. Uh, and, um, he likes to take like old polo, just turn, like he'll take some polo shorts, turn into a hat. It's nice. fire. And I remember I reached out to him. I was like, yo, I got some enormous polo that I cannot fit. How can I get that to you? And you know, like that's literally all I used to wear. And I'm smaller than I was then, but it was like stuff like this, is how bad it was. Yeah. I dropped like a buck 30. Congratulations. And, sir. Yeah. Thank you. That's a thank lot. You. And sure. you know, but this this is years ago. I've put most of that back on, but I, 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 but I, but I've dropped. Man the, likes the snags, but but I dropped I dropped that 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 weight, and um, but my body composition is different. Mm-hmm. So I had like rugby's that hadn't even popped tags on yet, and I was like, Ooh, what am I gonna do with these? Yeah, yo, rugby used to be a, be an amazing one. I, so, polo that was like kind of like the start of it for me. Like yeah. I was I was making my own jackets back then. Yeah, like I I actually in high school I used to make my own t-shirts. Nice, and I would do like the iron-on letters, and I would go. <laughs> I am Martin's dream. Yeah. Or like Dipset was huge. So like that whole mesquite <laughs> joint. Yeah. We were in a lot know, of pink then. Yeah. Nah. No, nah, not not back then. But what I did do was just paint splatter a hell of a lot of shirts. <laughs> My joints were glow in the dark. I was out here. Out there. Yeah. A lot of dance crews too at the time. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> the two thousands was a wild time. I a lot like, of dancing. I mean, like, because I'm in this stage where I'm, I'm is this is going to sound terrible. It's mostly because I'm Aquarius. Okay. Wave daddy. I'm in that, that's the spot that I'm in. And I just want to wear coach jackets all the time. Mm. Just like, yo, can I put this bouncer jacket? I want to look oh like I'm God. a bouncer, but it's like, no, sir, you got the wrong person. Yeah. If I had to go back to, to a specific style where I would want to live at, it'd have to be like vintage Gucci. Nice. Like dap. I would like to look like Dap when I'm older, just chilling in my house coat uh-huh. that has rhinestones. Yeah, you have the same glasses and on right now. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Word to Dap, yo. He's definitely an icon, a style, like pillar. We that, There's a question that's about that that's coming up later. Uh, 
And one of the things I wanted to get, uh, saw what is this? Those are uh, the Baroque uh, Versace like uh, robes. Mm. I was looking at those. Mm-hmm. It was the one that was like I think red and like gold. And my girl was like, "Can you stop?" I was like, "Look, I'm gonna open the door like this." Oh, and she's like, "Can you really?" Right? You gotta have that uh, that berry on in the background. Uh, it's like, I mean, right now I have a burgundy joint. I have a burgundy robe that I just wear, and nice. I remember I was like, "Yo." I mean, I've been getting you like Dior, you know, uh, lipstick and all types of like, wow, everything has been like high name. But I'm getting on the the discount. Treat your queen. That's the real message right there. So tell me about this notion of a calling, right? So. As I was talking talking about earlier, like I think my calling ultimately is attached to uncovering stuff, sharing stories, and Mm -hmm. having dialogue in that way. What would you say your calling is, and how did you come to that, or do you, or have you found like Mm -hmm. that calling? How did you come to that, and maybe some stops that were along the way if you have found that that calling. It's interesting because in in some spaces, like I I love what I'm doing Mm -hmm. as in creating this art. I think that my the calling is actually telling people that you know like they can do it too like that's the 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 giant mindset of a mindset of this is to really encourage somebody else to pick it up you know create something show what is inside of you do it Mm -hmm. differently and then like let that show let that shine because that's that's what all what's really hitting right now is this like these this new wave of fashion like R.I.P. Virgil, he he really opened it up for people to just like imagine, create, and make it tangible. And I think that like that that process is 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 one of the most beautiful things. I tell I tell people that it's like it's not so much that there's like something special. It's just about the fact that you said the thing that you want to do, and then you just started doing that thing. You got a misinterest, and I, I I've been on this thing. That people ask me, like, what are you running off of? Because they see how much the output and all that. I was like, look, I'm just running off of spite and ambition right now. Mm. And it's just like, why shouldn't I be able to do this? And, you know, like, you know, Kanye is maligned and all of that in, in many regards. But one of the things that always stuck out with me is kind of the same thing that Donald Glover had stick out. And mm. it's like. Who says you can't do these things? Exactly. I have money and talent, or at least talent. And mm. it's like, you should be able to do it. If you're funding it, you should be able to do it. Exactly. And if it's coming from you, you should be able to do it. So if there's somebody who, and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to be a heel when I say this, someone who's not talented telling you you can't do something. Exactly. That's like a, a, that's like a slap with a glove. It's like on yeah. guard, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely that, that old school, like, what, what are you going to do? What yeah. you gonna do if my man hit you with five fingers in the glove? <laughs> hit you with the shit mode. <laughs> hit you with the glove that you sewed so early. Oh my gosh! I did the disrespect. It has chain stitching on it. It's mm. a slap. Mm. Bro, I would. <laughs> this I would, is uh, the automatopoeia. Anybody ever? Yo, I'll, I'll give you this one adage. Anybody run up and get done up. First off, <laughs> that's definitely got to be said. But uh, yeah, I um. <laughs> but that's but that's a real Man thing. Says slap. That's what? a that's a real thing though. Where when you're you're in a spot and you're like, I'm interested in this, this, and this, and you can operate off of it, and you're not letting anybody else really get in your head and telling you, well, we shouldn't do this. Or maybe it's like, look, do it all. 
Yeah. Do it all. Act responsibly. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put yourself in like crippling debt. <laughs> yeah. But do it all if you can do it while you can do it. Exactly. And and it's been people in our age bracket, our age group. I'm like, look, I got it right now. Yeah. I'm just gonna ride with it. Like, exactly. I've had conversations with chefs, and they'll say like, look, I don't know how long I'm gonna be this ambitious and this exactly. with the follow through. So just do it. If you want to say, look, I want to make spaceships. You're making spaceships. Go for it, yo. Exactly. I think that the the way to just like move yourself into it is just uh, you know have that defining moment where you where you have that definitive thought. You're like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people stop after the first like a first hiccup. Something will stop them at that first hiccup, and they're like, oh well, you know that's. I guess that's what was supposed to happen. And you're like, no, hell no. And you're mm-hmm. like, yo, move yourself past that to the next thing like you you said earlier about spite mm-hmm. like use use these things that you're like I, I didn't go to a good school i didn't go to this like wonderful art school that just like prepared me to do this i learned this i i actually took the time to study this because i said i want to do this so i usually just tell my friends that same thing that it's just like it's not it's not something special mm-hmm. it's it's it well not even that it's not something special it is your duty that is the reason why you exist on this earth right now is to experience it and to be a god upon your life so like as you're like moving you just choose the thing that you want to do and if it's clothing you know again show the art and actually like say something no don't make corny shit just Make you. I'm almost going to be sociology Rob. Mm. You know what I mean? Like just telling people like, you really think that you were supposed to do this? Yeah. You're, you're do it. Yeah. Oh, they expect you not to whoever that mm. they are. You do it. Just make it happen. Yeah. And it's one thing that when we look at criticism, right? This is kind of the opposite of it. When someone's like, I didn't like that. Mm. You know what I always say? Where's yours? Is that? Cause you can, you exactly. can go make it. Make yours. Make yours. And I think that that again, that's that's the calling that I that I've been putting out there yeah. is that like I've seen a lot more people come up into the game, which now is like it's kind of nice to have competition, mm-hmm. but in in a, another sense, it's just like I'm consistently focused on my tree. That's it. There's mm-hmm. only one fruit that can come from this, and that's me. So I don't really think or put too much mind on anybody else's. I look. You know, just to be like, oh, that's dope, good stuff, and I, I cheer, because hate will only, will only like infect you, and it'll stop you. So always just like big up for all the people that are doing their, their thing out there, because you know how it is. Like, getting on a sewing machine is probably one of the things that, that makes people so timid. It's because it's a motorized machine, and you think like, oh my God, I'm gonna fuck this up. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. That is the process. That's how you get ill is to fuck it up and to be mad and to just breathe it out. And then eventually it doesn't hurt as much. You, you've learned something from it. And mm-hmm. like you, you look at it like, you know, I'm sitting here done 13 years of this. How many bad podcasts do you think I put out there? I mean, how many like times that I didn't hit the record button? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, like, we got oh, gold. Shite. And then yeah, we got to do this right again. <laughs> <laughs> now I have creative ways to lie about. It. It's like, yeah, that was great. It just like, it's like, damn, bro, the computer blew up. <laughs> just say some te- the 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 sound wave sonically corruption. Right. Hey, look at that. 
<laughs> so I got a couple real questions left for you. Yeah. Um, um so real quick, mm. collaboration, I want to touch on that again. Mm. What are the telltale signs that determining one's like character, one's like scruples, if you will, in terms of, you know, can I collaborate with this person? Like what are those mm. early telltale signs for you? Again, one of them is is really the fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think that that it's weird because, like, as as I stroke my beard, I think of like <clears throat> Pai Mei or anybody who's right. like been out there, you know, and 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 has challenged a million fighters. They're just very calm, yeah. just kind of waiting for it. Most people who who want to collab, they come off really hype, like a lot of hype, 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 hype. I want to do this, 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 which is tight, but for me. Because I had to learn this, I had to teach myself how to do this. I only am going to really rock with you if you actually are putting in that sweat equity. Mm-hmm. And it's going to speak for itself. So, like, Yuri, he his catalog is crazy. But also just, like, work ethic and how he flowed, like, his process, fluid. Well, oil machine, I'm going to work with this person. Yeah. Because... As I know that I generate the imagery, it will get funneled through like that's dope. So being able to be solid in what you actually bring to the table mm-hmm. is reason to collaborate. So like if you are hoping to be there at a space where it's like, okay, like how do we how do we actually barter? What what are you offering? Take a self inventory and know that like I want to approach this person, but just because they're accessible. Like I'm looking at you right now, Rob, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to come digging in your pockets or ask you for like something. Cause I don't really know you. I just know that like we have really dope conversation mm-hmm. and you know what? I want to continue to, to, to rock because mm-hmm. I trust what you're doing. Cause this is dope. Yeah. So it, it, it really is about what you come to bring and just like be okay with just being where you are yeah. and just like, know that you know what i've had a couple people that just tell me like yo i really like what you're doing i'm actually cutting this on myself and then they just leave they don't buy anything but they leave some people do and that's awesome but for the most part like i appreciate when i know that somebody else is going to be putting this to good use because again like the mission the big mission is to get things out of landfill give use to to good things Mm -hmm. like if again, if anybody has a double RL or polo <laughs> out there that wants me to cut it up into a bucket, come see your boy. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. there it is. <laughs> I got I got to hit the plug. If you got fabric, come see me. I do take commissions. Um, I think it just has to be dope. Things have yeah. to be dope. My, my my thing is I always when whenever I work with someone and there's a commission opportunity, like. I'm fine with, and I say this all the time, I'm fine with wearing Carhartt all the time. Yeah. And this is because I'm working on myself. That's why I'm in Carhartt. Mm-hmm. And that's what's <laughs> up. That's the easiest way to, yo, I'm working hard. <laughs> so when, when someone's like, yo, so what do you want with this? I'm like, whatever it is, just make it dope. I trust yeah. in you. I'm not reaching out to this person. Mm-hmm. I reach out to you. So obviously there's a degree to it. And someone's like, well, it's like, don't overthink it. Just do yeah. the thing that you do. And that's just kind of how it is. It's like, I'm buying it. Not like oftentimes 
I, I I will prefer to wear something bummy because I'm always doing something. I'm either mm. coming from the gym or going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I can't sweat out this polo shirt real quick. This is going <laughs> to yep. smell like fucking yo. subs. So, you know, really, if I buy something from someone that's kind of like dope or what have you, and that's a custom yeah. commission piece, that's being hung up somewhere. Yeah. That, like, I have a dude that's doing a piece. I got this, like, um, this this Oreos jersey. It doesn't have any numbers or anything on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I want this and this on there. Here, do your, do your magic. Nice. And tell me how much I owe you. Yeah. And that's literally how I operated with See, it. See, now that right there is the easiest way for someone to collaborate with me. Just bring me a piece and tell me that you want to do some shit. And then, boom, now we're working together. It's, it's I eat. It's simple. You get some goodness. Now we have collaboration. It's simple. Exactly. People it's don't get profound. It. So this is the last one I got for you mm. uh, of real questions because I'm not going to let you escape the rapid oh, yeah. fire questions. Those, oh, okay. Those are the questions that take people out. People leave with headaches and migraines. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> it loose stools. It's all the things that they say when they give you certain meds. It's like, it's going to cost this, this, and this. Oh, okay. The long um, list of <laughs> diarrhea, all this. You're going to sweat from the mind. You're going to sweat from your palms. You're going to sweat from your nose. Ooh. And drip. Drip. Ooh, you drip. Diarrhea strikes. Exactly. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. Uh, Creatively, mm. uh, what, and I think I got this, so I'm going to ask the, the, the polar opposite of creatively, what repels you? Because I think I get what attracts you. What repels me? Yeah, like what you're like, you know what, that's fine. Not for me. Because mm. you don't want to knock away whatever creative acumen that's there. You acknowledge that there's work done, there's, there's you know, attention to detail, there's mm-hmm. a, a craftsmanship. But you're like, not for me. Yeah. Um... I do work with a lot of like tie dye and bleach. It just has to be a specific type of pattern. If that's the only thing you're doing to it, I can't rock with mm. with it because it has to have like a little, a little mix in it because yeah. it just like, it's the first process. It's mm-hmm. just the first step. Take this to something to to a new height and then like then present. I think that that's what people want unique pieces. Yeah, I've not purchased really any tie. Hmm, this is going to sound crappy. Sorry for you tie-dye guys. <laughs> However, the only time I purchased tie-dye was when I was buying a shirt from a different state as a souvenir. Hey, yo, exactly. Usually they have fire prints and they're, and they're usually screened with like Bob and he's got like crazy sausages and you're like, what? Why has my man got the glizzington and then the mermaids and the, and the dolphins all got crazy double D's. Freaking gliz marquee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Don't, don't get me started on these puns. Uh, so that's all I got for the real questions or what have you. Um, and uh, so I want to hit you with, I got a group. I've added two. I've got a Ooh, group okay. of rapid fire questions. Okay. And these questions are always random. Mm. So, you know, the key is to try to answer them as quickly as possible. All right. Describe your style and however you deter- however you define style mm. in three words. In three words. Yeah. Clean, vintage, 90s. Okay. <laughs> this is my new favorite one, I think. Favorite struggle meal. Oh, the struggle meal. Because we've, we've all been in that spot. Yeah. I had a week where I was eating up with popcorn and asparagus. Yo, Trader Joe's. <laughs> Save, save your boy's life. Exactly. <laughs> I had like, so ramen, I hit the ramen and I, yo, if you eat in ramen at the age of 30, just package out the box <laughs> into the water, you are failing it. Oh I make, I make fancy ramen. Do you? So you just go to the store, get yourself some good greens, 
and a couple snap peas, a little bit of bok choy, and then just like I would use the the Trader Joe's little wontons. <laughs> Boom, grill them up and throw them in the ramen. That that meal cost me like a, a total of like eight bucks, and it, I could eat for multiple days. Glock Choi should be a rapper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that 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 actually the return works. to gin <laughs> becomes as Glock Choi. That that's his <laughs> rich chicken uh, or Rich Brian, as we didn't remember Yo. that. I, I remember we did this bit. I used to do a different podcast, and my brother and I we were watching a lot of uh, the show Chopped, and mm. I remember we were looking at my dad and my uncle. They're veterans, what have you, Vietnam veterans, and I was like, yeah, I feel like they just make struggle meals, what have you, but present them like. I got the sardines with this ketchup reduction. It's like, yo, stop it. Yeah, you're like, yo. I mean, surprisingly, one, one of the things, that, exactly, sardines are dope. Some scrambled eggs with sardines. Boom. Yeah, Dominican classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yo. Uh, the struggle meal, I think, is is the thing because you, you remember grandma. You remember you remember your family, your roots. That's yeah. why the struggle meal is always, it some, always slaps. Some, some fried bologna? Oof. Well, let's Oof. be real. Let's be real. Oof. Uh, Let the egg over sir, easy. Sir, sir. See, and can't do, I can't do yoked out, but, oh. you know, we here. Um, Bruh. What's a brand? What is a brand? Yeah, how do you define a brand? Mm-hmm. I think it's an ethos, like a, a well thought out ethos that you you, you created your logo, mm-hmm. your design. It's something that's clean, it's fresh, but it's also just like a complete aesthetic. You see, like whenever you think of Rick Owens, you're like you're automatically thinking all black, mm-hmm. a little bit of white, a lot of leather. Mm-hmm. You think of Tom Brown, boom, you're seeing houndstooth. And like mm. some crazy Alice in Wonderland shit, yeah. and then polo, denim, yeah. and 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 like mountaineers. Yeah, a lot of ill. Like it, it, it starts to create like a, a feel for you, and I definitely like Rouse is 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 more of like a, a futuristic futuristic hood in the in the nineties. We got like flashy Carhartts with the ill different dye drip. But then you also have like Prince and, mm. and, and other things like Chainstitch and, and just a whole different look. Cause I was really inspired a lot by like anime mm-hmm. and like Dragon Ball, like way back, like their, their style was really dope. And like, but they would have like double RR on their <laughs> joint. It was, it was like, Oh, that's where double RL. <laughs> so oh. I like that stuff, man. So here's the, I got three left. All uh, right. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Oof, that's loaded. Um, that's a political question. Yeah, yeah. I think that that puts that puts a lot. My favorite movie is The Fall. It has mm. Lee Pace. It's a it's a very dreamy ah, movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was by uh, Tarjay Tarjan Sin Singh, and then The Holy Mountain by Jodorowsky. That movie is ill. Okay. I will tell you the one of my favorite joints. I'm gonna send a shameless plug right now. Yo, everything, everywhere, all at once. You gotta peep it. Okay, it's That's a good list. movie. It's on the list. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Wong goes the, crazy. The, the the trailer brought me in, so yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, favorite anime, and I just thought that one because you mentioned mentioned anime. So favorite anime, like current anime. Favorite current. Yeah. Definitely Attack on Titan. 
That's about I right. think a lot of the stuff with uh, Rouse, the brand, I, I, I think my girl was so sick of me biting my hand. She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm about to go, I'm about to go type beast mode right now. <laughs> this is the last one I got because you referenced it more than once mm. and you mentioned the Dominican thing. So, oh, <laughs> uh, yup, yup, Bami Hente, we out here. I'm fake Dominican, so we, we could talk about that. That's later. fine, son. You got the Caramello. Yo, they going, we're going to take you. All right, the racial draft, we're going to pick Yo. you next. All right, Ro- Roberto Lee, <laughs> Roberto Lee, that's going to uh, be your new name, son. <laughs> if, if you were a fruit. <laughs> What fruit would you be? If I was a fruit, what fruit would I be? I ain't gonna lie, I'd probably be probably be a dragon fruit. Yo, really? I'd be a dragon fruit. Hell yeah. I'm here for it. Exactly, yeah. I'm just a beautiful. I'm a clementine. Hmm. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's a lot smaller than, mm. than you know, like one would think like, oh, you're like a Dorian, you're a jackfruit, you're a Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're like, what the hell? Nah, Clementine's delicious. Clementine? Yeah, you know what it is? It, they pack too. they pack a good punch. Yes, they do. Yeah. All that vitamin C, yeah. I, I rock with that. I, I got I got some seeds. I ain't for everybody, but I'm beautiful as fuck. <laughs> That's why I love it. And you eat a bunch of me and it's like, yo, I'm two of me is one serving. Boom. Uh-huh. Boom. <laughs> you heard it here first. So with that, with that, I want to thank you for coming onto the podcast. And um, I want to invite you and encourage you to share anything you think we missed and tell the five folks where to check you out and rouse yeah. out online. You're, yo, thank you very much for having me, Rob. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for, for, for this opportunity to just like chat and uh, vibe out with you. Um Everybody out there, look out for me. I'm actually going to be making a new drop coming real soon of, of all original cut and sew pieces at Rouse underscore labs on the gram and RouseLaboratories.com. And also catch me on a couple of Saturdays over there at the Be More Flea over there at Broadway Market. I want to shout out to a lot of the homies out here in Baltimore on the vintage scene. Yo, a lot of love. So there you have it, folks. I want to, again, thank Rodney Salvador for coming onto the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, fashion, clothing, just, just dope humans. And around Baltimore, you just got to look for them.